Ashrenu. We continue to learn this whole month of Sivan. Leilui Nishmas Chana Batshmuel Halevi and Sarah. Leilui Nishmas Pinchas Menachem Ben Avram David. In honor of Iris here. Where's Iris? Yeah, Iris here in honor of Iris' fiftieth birthday, which was earlier this month. Uh, weekly sponsorship is by Yael and Avi Miller, memory of Yael's Abba, Avram Ben Zev Yehuda. And today, by Batya and Reb David Rich, memory of David's Abba, Michal Ben Leib. Where's Mr. Rich? Oh, here. It's t- today's the yard site? Today's the yard site. And how many years? 15. 15 years ago, your Abba's yard site. All right. To We have living in Eretz Yisrael, learning the Torah of the Piyasets and the Rebbe with such, with such chaverim, not to be taken lightly or for granted. Every day is a, such a gift. What a matana tova we have. What a gift we have. Ashreinu. Ashreinu shezachinu. All right. A friend, a brother, a brother in arms. Daf Tzadikei, Perek Chet. If you're back with it, and Yitzchak Meir is in the house today. As a kid. Listen, if you're back, if you've been following this year, and you actually came back again today, it means you have big kalim. That's all I could say. <laughs> it means you have big kalim because what we've been learning by the Piyasetz Nerebbe has been a very, very intense visualization of a person right, right before they're about to check out from this world. It's kind of like a slow motion, Lamish, slow motion of going inside the mind and heart of a person that is about to die. And all the what-ifs all the what-ifs start surfacing. It doesn't say the age of the person. It doesn't necessarily say what he neglected or what he... It doesn't really go into that many details of... More than just, oh my God, what if? What if I could... What if it could have been... What if I could have looked at life and, and lived it differently? And then, like, we're keep, I keep on waiting for him to say, and now you wake up, you're not that person, but he hasn't done that yet, you know? <laughs> He did that in other pieces in the in the PSS Torah, but here he doesn't do it yet. And it, you know, if, if it pushed this piece really met, not when I say messed with me, I'm happy when when pieces mess with us and it's pieces of Torah that mess with us. That's a good thing, you know. Zetov, it's a, it's a very good thing. I'll just share with you, brothers, very quickly because it's it's a whole parsha. But just share with you like this: this last Shabbos, you know, I went with Toby to Tel Aviv. It was awesome. It was awesome. I don't have the words to describe how, how high it was, how holy it was, how invigorating it was. Um, basically, 
you know, we're opening up this institute, Bezrat Hashem, this coming Elul, right? Zimrat Haaretz. We're oh, opening up. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, we're opening up a whole new. Yeah. Th- here, 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 in which each of you are going to benefit from tremendously. What's it called? Zimrat Haaretz, the Song of the Land. And we have the best, we have stars, we have an amazing group of guys that are coming. Guys, they're families, they're moving here. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're moving into your place. They didn't tell you they're moving into your in any event, we're, we're trying to, Baruch Hashem, just with the, with the world of networking that we're doing, there's a bunch of kahilas that are so hungry for, for the gifts Hashem gave us and to connect different communities together and, and start making, setting the stage for conquering the whole country. So we had a Shabbos in Tel Aviv. There was not much 400 people ever came to Shul Friday night. I couldn't believe it. Fire, 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 fire. Now, I didn't get to learn as much as I wanted to this Shabbos. Just saying, it just loyatzali. Because it was so much, it was so many people, nonstop. And I was getting really angry at myself by Mincha, that I, I, I didn't get through anything. That I usually, not to him, not learning, whatever. And then I remembered this piece. And I, I, I closed my eyes and I said, Am I going to be that guy? Imrit Hashem when he's 119, 120, that he's on his bed and he's saying to himself, God, you, you were so stuck on your own limud, your own learning, your own davening, when you could, you could have just chucked it out of your mind and just been in Gan Eden, that your mamish, it was, it's on the beach in Tel Aviv with hundreds of chevra that were flying so high and just basking in that light. And then I... I realized that, like, I don't want to be that person that goes through that vision. At least one vision I don't want to have on my, you know, that bit of, like, what, what could have been that Shabbos in Tel Aviv? And I went back to Shul for Mincha and Shalashudis, and again, it's packed with hungry eyes. Remember that song from the 80s? Anyone remember that song? Gam Gam, Gam Gam. I'll tell you a moment that, that, that Mamish captured my soul that I'm so happy that I witnessed it. The guy walks in to Shul Shabbos morning, and he's walking. He walks inside with a, one of those, like, um, you know, like conservative bar mitzvah yarmulkes. Jews for a day. Huh? Jews for a day. Ah, vain. <laughs> the Jews for life, but you know what I mean. Like, so this guy walks in, and he has a tel- he has a telephone in his hand, and you see he's walking up and down the aisle. He's looking, he's looking. Toby and I saw this, and then they got to Kaddish. The guy screamed Kaddish Yatom, and this, this mamash, this, 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 he looked like a like a samechtet. You know what that is? No. Sfaradi Tahor, like one of these like ancient Sephardic families, right? He stops in his place, and he just, there's a guy next to him saying Kaddish, and the guy, they start, Yitkadal v'itkadash merabah, he starts, he starts going into Kaddish. And he doesn't, he, he said what he said by heart, and what he didn't know, he didn't say, because he just didn't know it. But he kept on going in and out of Kaddish, and someone kept on giving him a sitter, and he kept on saying, no, no, no. He went through like, I'd say he went through a third of Kaddish, between all the words of Kaddish. He said Kaddish, looked up, tear, walked out of Shul. That's it. The highest Kaddish I ever heard in my life. He was looking for a place where he could just come in and say Kaddish for a second. So, in our minds, we can be people that are like, Ah, but you know what? If, you, if we were really carving them, we wouldn't show him exactly what spot he's on and, what, and then make sure he doesn't leave so he could stay for Kaddish. And what do we know? You know, we're going to get on our Ezra Hashem on the deathbed right before we pass away. 
And it's not going to be all the what-ifs of like only what you could have done, but it's also how many more moments in life you could have been fully living in the moment. How many more moments were you just, did you spend thinking what else should be done right now as opposed to, wow, just witnessing this moment right now. It happened to me again recently somewhere else. Oh, I was with my Rebbe in the studio last week or two weeks ago. Rav Weinberger was here, right? And the last day he was, before he left, we went to the studio for, to, to go over songs for a project that we're doing. And it was such a high moment in the studio, but the Yetzirah was again in my mind while we were sitting there listening to a song, he, he started, Rebbe started crying. And I thought to myself, okay, what, what's the Kabbalah right now? Meaning, what am I supposed to take on myself right now? It's an Ace Ratzon, it feels, right? The, and, then I, and then I heard myself say, the Kabbalah is to shut up. <laughs> the Kabbalah is right now to be. That's the Kabbalah. That is the moment. That is the moment. Afterwards, afterwards, it'll still be a long extended moment. In the pieces that we've been seeing by the PSS and the Rebbe, as opposed to last parak where the whole visualization exercise was Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, here the Rebbe is saying, this is, let's go to a place that no human being has been able to escape from before in this world. What's that called? Yeah. Death. So it's probable that you will have an experience similar to this. The question is, how are you going to go through it? Like a winner or like a loser? The Rebbe, is, the Rebbe was just, his imagination, his, his visualization and his art of expressing it, I've, I've never seen anything like this before. This parak is mind-blowing. So in the middle of parak Chet, we're on Daf Tzadik Hay, and I don't remember exactly which, 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 remember Moshe, which one? Hoy? Hoy we started, yeah? No, we didn't start. Hoy we didn't start. Did he write this before the, the show? It's amazing. I want to say why it's amazing about your question, is that everyone's been asking that question. Because it's really, it really would make sense if he was writing this in the ghetto. Mamash. Mamash. But this is before, and it's, uh, it's just... In, not that before things were peachy for Polish Jewry and everyone was... It wasn't exactly Sasan Vesemcha either, but it wasn't the scenario of where the Eish Kodesh was written. It wasn't the ghetto. Right? This, is just, this is just unbelievable. This is Sefer. It's called Hachsharat Avrechim. Hachsharat Avrechim Perek Chet. Hoi, you see the, the second paragraph in Tzadikei. Hoi mam marim hem mavet. Ooh, how bitter the afflictions of death are. But you know what really makes it bitter? When you're bitter and you're embarrassed and you're disgusted about the way you chose to live your life. That's what makes it really bitter. I think we did this, Moshe. No? We think we did this. He wants to curse the day he was born. Okay, next paragraph. By the way, did anyone do homework? It was such fun, easy homework I gave last time. No? What was the homework? You're so from, you don't watch movies anymore. It's unbelievable. Everyone's so from here. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch it? I, I, I went to watch it. Embaya, it's, it's good. It's good. You were so busy with the other things. No, no, no. There was, there was a cost associated with the movie. I don't, I have a... Yeah, it just had a preview. And by, uh, I'll give it to anyone that wants it. It's been on my computer for 20, for, since the moment I heard. Okay. Defending your life. Defending your life. 
What a chiddush. It's exactly about this line. Look, what was your life? What did you do with your life? And what could have you done with your life? That's what this movie is about. How happy a person would have been had they chosen to walk the, every step of their life through Torah, through purity, and through chasidut. You'd be constantly working on your midot. You would, the purpose of your eating, your drinking, your sleeping, your business, would all be l'shem Hashem. You do, you do whatever you can, only with the consciousness of, this is going to enable me to serve you better. For instance, I'm going to eat now to have koach, to daven like a lion, to learn like a lion, mamish. I'm going to go to sleep so I can wake up with koach. I'm going to make money so I can have yeshuv adat to learn and to do mitzvahs and to do chesed. And even if it's not completely fixed, the way that I, the way that I live my life, I'll call panim, you know what, nonetheless, I would try to do my best that everything I do is the Shem Hashem. This is the passion that I could have lived my life with in front of me every day of my life. How I can serve God, come close to Him, to His holiness, to His Torah. And if this is generally the way that I'm conducting my life, generally, then anything that would come in front of me, I would see as an opportunity to try and work and fix, as opposed to, Hashem, why are you making my life so miserable? You know, that's the greatest v'nafoch we could do in our life. The things that come and irk at us to see, wow, what an opportunity that you're pointing out what I have to work on as opposed to, Kadesh Baruch why are you rubbing it in my face and why are you making life so difficult? You know, you need chaverim, this is a chabura, you need chaverim to be talking about this on our chat all day long. This, these reminders, these things of... of how do I? How could I change the, the way I experience and perceive a stumbling block? As you know, thank you for pointing this out to me, Hakadosh Baruch Hu. What a gift to live in this world, not in a coma, as opposed to God. Why do I keep on seeing things as if Hashem is trying to get to me all day long? Well, He is trying to get to you all day long, but you know what I mean with the other lashon of it, right? The af the az af in bechol eile. And even with all this, this is what we say, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, right? Who's gonna, who could say they could merit the right judgment that they really, really are right and they did everything right? But you know what? But at least a person like this can say, you know what? I'll get the patch. You know patches? We said this a few weeks ago. Right, you got patches, Ellie? Yeah, you got patches. Anyone here get patches? Reproving, you didn't get patches? Yeah. Of course, yeah. You got a patch, right? You got a patch? Right. You can tell them what you know, people grew up in, right? Patches. Ira, you got patches? Yeah. I'm not going to ask who gives patches. That's already uh, a <laughs> limit to how much we could, right? 
So after I get that patch, it's like, you know what, okay, I have to go through this Yisurim Amarkim, I have to go through this cleansing through Ganem, but I know, I know, meaning like, I know that's a, that's a, it's going to be okay in the bigger picture. Because I, 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 my, my, I know my life was an attempt to be real. I know my life was an attempt to be refined and to be authentic. At least that I know. There was an attempt here. I tried really hard to be a mensch. I did. did I, was I matzliach or not? He's saying no one knows. The point is not to see if when you die that it worked or not. The point is while you were alive that you mamish gave it your best shot to be a mensch. To be an Eved Hashem. To live your life al pitar as a chassidus. Al pitar, al pitar, Ma she'en ken ata. Ha'im yesh od li'istapek lo bedino b'marom ech yatsa. Kshegam b'enei atzmo kachu nira. U'raada tochazeo migoal nefesh al atzmo. But now let's go back to the guy that's on his deathbed and he's looking back at his life and all he could say is goal nefesh. Okay, that's not where we want to head to. <laughs> that is not the visualization. I don't wish this on anybody that they're on their deathbed and they're looking back at their life. It's all coming as a flash. And all a person could say is, Goal nefesh? You could say that maybe about certain moments that you've tried to delete in life. Yes. What's that mean? Disgusting. Disgusting. Oh. Like, but inner, like inside, disgust, right? You're saying the, while you're alive, you could <coughs> say that. Before you're on the deathbed, I'm not a person should say, oh, it's disgusting. Well, I'm, no, I'm yeah, saying, but, 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 but while, while we're alive, we could still work on, right, on your deathbed. He's saying over here now, he's saying, you don't want to get to the place where you look back at, at the show. They show you the video, right? Or this, like, they show you the video when you check out, but he's saying, you play your own video before you check out, and your response is, Oy vey, goyal nefesh. You don't, he's saying, let's not get there, boys. Is it good to get there while you're alive? It's good to, it's good to point out things, to correct, betach, 100%. <laughs> and, and you know already, in our base midrash, I don't buy, none of us buy this whole thing, I don't regret anything. You should regret things. The Rambam was actually a very big <laughs> believer in the concept of charata as a key point of tshuva. It's important to have moments in life where we're like, going on nefesh, of course. But if me looking at the thing that I'm disgusted at and I say going on nefesh makes me feel lower afterwards, it's the satan. Meaning if, if acknowledging going nefesh in my life keeps me down, then there's nothing holy about calling out going on nefesh. It's the other side. Aren't there a lot of stories of Oh, I wish I would have, I wish I would You're talking about overall picture, it's gone nefesh, not individual. And literally he's trembling. And he's shaking from the goal nefesh that he feels about how he lived his life in this world. Pretty balloon, no? It's pretty, <coughs> pretty intense. Pretty intense. So it's very interesting because there's a lot of the that say Gehenim is the regret that you feel 
when you look back and say, I, how great I could have been. And so even in this world, you can go through Gehenna by having the regret and, and Hashem gives you Hashem back to you while you're still alive. It's, it is a parish, but here he's speaking about, you yeah. know, he's, it's true, but here yeah. he's saying there's a person that tried really hard. That person wouldn't look at his life as Goal Nefesh, the, the, the first level. He would say, yeah, there was a lot of things I had to work on. I tried. Bemet, I tried while I was alive. The other guy here, he's saying, uh, he's, he, I think what the Rebbe is saying is, you're already in Gehenna. That's Gehenna, exactly. That he, is now. And then you... Well, he's he didn't say that. Okay. He didn't say you're. He didn't say it's a poterotcha. And now, when you die, shh, smooth sailing gan Eden. As long as you felt disgusted when you're ninety nine, he didn't say that. That'd be. We would all bank on that. <laughs> We'd all be like, "Did you hear this, Shita? You have to be really disgusted, like inside disgust on your deathbed." And so, right? We would all be banking on that. On that, get out of here. There is one, one, one kind of like, uh, uh, it's true. We know these things to be true, but it's not the way. None of us could live like that. Is he saying don't do this, or you don't want to be in a place? He's explaining about, I don't know how many people he's referring to here, but and how many people around the, the PSS Nerebbe lived like this, but he's describing what could happen to us and what happens to a lot of people. You know, I've shared with you guys, when I was working in Los Angeles in the hospital, in the, in, um, in the, in the uh, Cedars-Sinai Medical Center there as the, as the, of the Rav, so you'd meet, I met a lot of these kind of guys. Usually their names were Abe for some reason. And Mike, I don't know why. I met a lot of these people that they're on, they're on their way out and they're disgusted by their life. Mamash, disgusted by it. It was such a depressing thing to see. And so then these guys would, I had this shita, they, they would either check out or they would slowly deteriorate. And it was, I, want, I, I would come home and tell my father, I'm 18, I don't know if I should keep on doing this, on, you know, it's three mornings a week. So I had a shita that, on, on f- the four north tower, four N, it was two towers, south and north towers. So eight, seven and eight, like up there, the higher you were in the tower, the more bad your matzo w- w- was. Do you, do you remember the place? Yeah, a, a, a little bit. So, but, right. <laughs> well, Baruch Hashem, I, I went, I started a shita that I would run down to four north because four north was maternity. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd run down to just watch, to like look at babies through windows yeah. after meeting this chavra. Whoa. I had to. It was yeah. such a contrast. For me, it was such a hisayr. It was from my life saying, okay, Hashem's saying, like, you want an honest Abe, right? That's right. <laughs> you want to you wanna sound like him? Or, <laughs> or do you want to believe again in, in chiyus and like, you know, briach hadasha? It was such an intense time. But I, I don't know why I thought about this right now. Next paragraph. This guy standing there, he's like, I have no idea what's going to be my exardine. I don't know what's going to be with me. Right? I'm about to check out and I have no idea what's going to be with me. What is this person supposed to do right now? He wants to rip off his, his own flesh from himself. He can't do anything. Bless you. 
בוכהו ושב בתשובה, he's crying, he's trying to do תשובה, אבל בעצמו מתבייש לשוב, but he's even embarrassed to start returning to Hashem. כי עיקרה של תשובה, because what's תשובה all about? היא שמהיום יעצור את תאוותו ולא ישוב מחטאו. תשובה is, I'm going to stop doing what I'm doing wrong, put a brakes on, on this lust issue that I have, and now continue to live my life clean. והאם עוד יצר יש לו? But the person saying, I'm about to die, do I even have a יצר הרע in me anymore? I'm checking out of here. והאם עוד יחיה שיבטיח שלא יוסיף לחטו? Like this person saying, all those words I heard about, you know, אם ישוב מיד תקבלו and all these things, and like you said, אין אדם קונה עולם אלא בשעה אחת, it's all true, but he's saying over here, I'm embarrassed to do תשובה. You know why? Because tshuva really means, like, I really am, am choosing another way of living. But I'm about to die. I'm not living. And in that mind, in that limited mind, time is the biggest Yetzirah in the world. Because my mind says to me, on a time level, I have to really spend a lot of actual time to contrast all the shmutz and gual nefesh that I'm feeling. It's only, it's only in Olam Haba and Olam HaEmes that time is... is, a, is a, even... Time is an illusion down here, but there there's not the illusion of time. What's the, what are we saying to him in the morning, Shabbos morning? A thousand years for us is for Hashem like yesterday, like a blink of an eye. This person is stuck in the confines of this world. So he gets, starts to get embarrassed when he says, well, I'm doing tshuva, but... To really, do, to really be a Baal Tshuva means I have to stop living like this, but I'm, I'm dying. So what's, what's the Tshuva even, right? He's saying it leads a person to... He's not right, by the way. The Rebbe is not saying this person is right for thinking like this. He's explaining this, what's going on in his mind. Because we have to believe. Mamish Shah Achas. Jerry used to always quote me his Rav from Chicago, Rabbi Shechter. Rabbi Shechter would say at Ni'ila, Ari, you remember Rabbi Shechter? You, you remember Rabbi Shechter? Yeah. He would say at Ni'ila, um, every year, Sha'achas, Sha'am, Lishot means to, to turn, actually. Like one turn, one movement. Hoshana Sha'achas. Hoshana Shalosh Sha'os. Just a little bit of turning a direction could be, could be exactly what you need to do. in order to really grant yourself a life of salvation, but we can't bank on these things. We don't live like this mechatechila, but we still have to believe with the Ebed that, that these are real inyanim. This is the Rebbe's saying, and the Rebbe, you see how what a good a gold, gadol he was in modern psychology, because the Rebbe is talking about the worst thing in the world that happens to people. What's the worst thing that happens to people? That they get, o- they get old. Not, not literally get old. Everyone grows, everyone gets old every day. You're all older than you were this morning. Old meaning that you feel old. This person feels old. Mamish old, rightfully so. He's about to check out. And the Rebbe is saying, you do not want to end up when you're in a state of feeling old and you don't feel like you have koyach to even work on yourself. You don't want to get there. But you have to do this type of visualization and imagery sometimes to awaken the deepest thoughts inside of us today. Mamash, yeah, big time. Big time. And again, he's saying this, we, we got to do this not when we come back from a funeral. We got to do this on a Monday morning, learning Akshar Savrechim. Life, middle of our life, summertime, Kol Sababa, 
Everything's fine. Yeah, dafka now. Exactly, dafka now. This is, this is when it really, really sinks in. Back inside. Now he's going back on the deathbed. Look at this. While he's worrying about all these things, what does he get? He gets a heart attack. His house. Doctors are coming in, they're shooting him up with all these different types of things to try to save him. Remember, this is 1925, 1930, so... Yeah. What, what, what would he say today? Morphine. Or, uh... But he could still see and realize what kind of tsar he's putting his family in. I have nothing to live for, the missive And this person can hear his son screaming, Hashem, please, please leave us with this gift called Abba. Let me still have Abba. Let me still have, and the person can hear this. The person that we're, this, this, you know, person we've been talking about. He's saying women are a bit more dramatic. That's what he just said, basically. He's saying they're screaming as if they're all about to die, right? <laughs> That's literally what he just said right now. And you're lying there like a, a rock that's... Uh, the doctor is lifting a doctor and assistant lifting up your hand and your arm, your leg. You, you have no care to lift up anything. And the heart, the heart's contracting. How does he say there, David? The heart? It's compressed and pounded. Compressed and pounded. It's pounding. It's pounding. Like the angel of death has fully asserted himself. You're feeling it? <laughs> he feels the angel of death is basically saying, I'm going to stand on this guy until we get him in six feet under. I'm not stopping. Right? I'm not stopping until I get him in there. And then I can do with him whatever I want to do with him. And he starts to let out these gnichot, uh, these um, groans. Huh? Groans. moans and groans. How heart, what does he say there, David? His heart and lungs are straining to the utmost. Continue. Now I feel a little better. Ah, od hu tavlo. So, okay, whatever they did, the morphine, the equivalent, right? It worked. Okay, whatever it did worked for the moment. He wants to tell his kids. He wants to give over to them the signal. Okay, that was a close call. But when Hashem says it's time, it's time. And no matter how many doctors we have in this world to prolong or to, you know, 
to, to push off, to extend. He's saying, listen, at the end of the day, this, this kid realizes when God says it's time, it's mamish time. Okay, have a good day, every No, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, but I just wanted to, I, 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 uh, I just wanted us to realize, like... Somebody walked me home, right? Call my wife. Right. So, the, the, the reason why we're able to, to even be smiling right now is because we're crazy, you know, because we're shtickle crazy a little bit. But I think it's also because we're so thankful that Hashem sends us tires like these while we're on the way. You know, while we're on the way. These are tires. Could be. This is our shah. This is my Bechira. This is my Bechira. What, what's going to happen, you know, a person, there are people that they're really conscious every single day of the fact that maybe they couldn't have had today. There are people that live like this, right? It's a big avoda. It's a very special avoda. It's a one. It's an amazing way to live, as long again, as long as it doesn't suffocate you to the point that you can't relate to anybody. You can't, and you don't want to do anything, and you don't want to take any risks on anything, because then that's not that's not life either. So the Rebbe is really working with us, and he's saying over here, like, what's the point of a parak like this? Again, hitrachvut v'itchaskut v'itpashtut hamachshava. Strengthening the the way that I think, that when I have holy thoughts, I want to make them last longer, and that when a, an evil thought comes in, if I'm constantly in the zone of working on my thoughts, when something that I don't want to kind of like hover over me comes in, it's a much faster process of eliminating it. When this is generally generally the way that I'm living, but if I only think about these things once in a blue moon, then the, when the other dark thoughts start to come inside me. They take over me so much longer and for so much more time. What we're going to see on Wednesday is a, an amazing, powerful description of what a person goes through when they're transitioning to the next world from the Zohar. You'll see the whole thing here is in Aramaic, but then he, he translates it in the next paragraph. So we're going to continue this visualization. And I, I, I listen, we could knock this whole thing off in, in one shear. You know that. It's just reading a lot of things in description. It's not hard to understand what he's saying. It's just hard to digest. But Beshita, we're Dafka taking our time to a certain extent, even though we did read a lot today, because these things need to really simmer in and seep deep, deep down inside in order for the bigger picture to happen, which is the strengthening and widening and longing of the thoughts that we want to have that make us wake up and make us feel better. So Ezra Hashem will continue this Wednesday morning. All right. So, hey, and, and listen, you use the chat. Like, that's what it's there for. It's, it's, that's mamash what it's there for. Use it. Ask. Ask for reminders. Ask for help. Keep on going there, Ezra Hashem. All right. Yom, should be a geula day, everybody. Day of absolute redemption.